Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, 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 Whether you're in North or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, enter the Cat Cave with Michael Davis and Shan Smith this week to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast, a part of the Keep Pound Podcast Network and powered by the Fans First Sports Network. It is a Wednesday. We got one more game left in the NFL, but we have a lot to talk about, even if the Panthers are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. We'll talk about their loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, quick shout out to Ryan. Um, Ryan and Shan held the show down while I was gone for a few months. And then the last few weeks, it's been like, okay, it's me and Shannon. And then Shan can't do the so sh- show, so it's me and Ryan. And then we're back to me and Shannon. We'll eventually get back to the three of us uh because it is a magical trio um super excited that shannon can be on the show co-hosting with us but uh shan we got a lot to talk about um before i get into the panthers game against the jacksonville jaguars i really 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 want to talk about the panthers owner david tepper because he made headlines when He was in the owner's box, and then he threw a drink onto a fan in the stands. I have my own thoughts about this, but I – what? I mean, please, is there any excuse for this? I want want to know your thoughts. The only excuse in this one is there is absolutely no excuse for what is going on. I don't understand. I looked at this video countless times. I, I probably say at least 20, 30 times I've I've looked at this, trying to find something, trying to see what I can see, and I keep seeing the same thing. So David Tepper, bad move, dumb move, boneheaded move, whatever you want to call it, it wasn't the right decision. It, it just baffles me because it's like there's obviously a line, right? And we talk all the time about fans respecting that line. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Now, granted, the video was started um, after, you know, David Tepper decided to pick up his drink and throw it on the fan. So we don't really have any context about what the fan did or said or if he had crossed a line before the film started rolling. But A, who was filming that video in that press box with David Tepper? Yes. Um, Because he definitely wanted something to get out. And B, like, even if a fan is is acting unruly at a game, you know, that's not uncommon, especially if there's alcohol involved. But stooping down to even a fan's level, if they were acting 
uh, out of line. As an owner of an NFL team, Shan, I think it's unacceptable. And the NFL should... I think the NFL should look into punishing David Tepper, and I don't know what a fair punishment is for that because there's got to be some level of accountability here, right? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing here. David Tepper is rich. He is a very wealthy man. He has a lot to lose, and by him doing something like that, he's pretty much showing everyone that he has nothing to lose, and that is not the case. You run a team. You're an owner of a team. People are looking at you, looking up, because you're the owner. You're basically it. You are the man. This is your team. And you want, and if you want your employees, your players, all the, all these people under you to act accordingly, you need to be setting the example and being the golden standard of what character and class needs to be. And unfortunately, we haven't really seen that with David Tepper definitely this year. So I guess it's just another case of seeing the same thing over and over again from this man. And a lot. A lot of fans have been, you know, vocal about, you know, what's David Tepper doing. Um, some I've seen actually are like, hey, you know, he's the owner of the team. He can do whatever he wants. Um, mm-hmm. But Ryan, Ryan made a comment a few weeks ago about, you know, Jerry Jones being one of the worst owners in the NFL. I've never seen an owner throw a drink on a fan during an NFL game. Like no. this is this is new low. And that's not even starting to talk about the quality of the play on the field, which we'll get into here in a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just goes to show you, regardless of what's happening right now, David Tepper is pretty much showing himself to be the worst owner in the NFL. He's basically got himself number one, and then number two, three, four, and five is to be determined. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. Um, and then, obviously, we uh, – we had a football game this past weekend that didn't go David Tepper's way. Um, the Panthers went to Jacksonville and were shut out. They uh, were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars did not have Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Lawrence is hurt. And so with their playoff hopes on the line, the Jaguars started C.J. Beathard. Um C.J. Beathard went 17 of 24, 178 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, which is fine. Um, but Carolina's off defense was eaten alive by Travis Etienne Jr., who had over 100 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Um, but as for Carolina on offense, uh, Bryce Young, 19 of 32, 112 yards, one interception. Uh, Chuba Hubbard was the leading uh Rusher with 45 yards, and Adam Thielen, the leading receiver, with six catches for 38 yards. Um, we were talking about this on the show last week, and we didn't know um, what team would show up because Carolina did a lot to show that they were fighting for something against Green Bay, if nothing else, pride. Um, but as you can see scrolling on the bottom right now, the loss of the Jaguars – the Panthers officially award Chicago with the number one overall pick in the 2024 NFL draft because of that trade to go up and get Bryce Young. Uh, we'll talk We'll talk about that trade and what we thought about it now that we officially know uh, they traded a number one overall pick for a number one overall pick. Uh, but, Shannon, 
Did you expect more from this Panther squad in Jacksonville, or was this to be expected? I expected more, especially after last week. And first of all, my apologies for not being able to be on the show last week. I had to work late. Sadly, that happened. And I really was wanting to be on the show because I was very proud of this Panthers offense. I was very proud of the game that they played last week. They showed a lot of guts. They showed a lot of moxie. They showed a lot of heart in that game. They fell short, but I'm proud of games like that. You know, that Green Bay game, I was very proud of. I thought that this squad was fighting and that they were going to fight against a a Jacksonville squad that's lost four straight and no Trevor Lawrence. I figured that there would be a sign of fight with this Panthers offense in this this game these uh, past couple days. But unfortunately, it wasn't. There was no presence on that offense. There was no flow to the offense. It looked like they were trying to rush plays. It looked like they were not getting set. They were just doing all the things that they were doing weeks prior with this offense. They were just, they just basically could not make it to the red zone. They were having trouble with the passing game, of course, with the one turnover. It was just atrocious. The offense just looked atrocious. It almost looked as bad as the 49ers did against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, You had to add in right there, didn't you? See, you know, that's what I. (laughs) about you sometimes man you had to rub that in didn't you you just had to do it to me why what i I had to hey Uh, you you guys beat up on the cowboys all the time i had to get like something in uh baltimore is a exceptional team they've clinched home field advantage in the afc and the 49ers have clinched home field advantage in the nfc so um obviously you know those are decide but Let's also decide is who's picking number one overall, and it's not the Carolina Panthers. It is the Chicago Bears. And to remind you, the Panthers traded up last year to go get Bryce Young, and who very well may be the future as a franchise quarterback, but you moved up to get him. You gave Chicago, what, the eighth or ninth overall pick of that year's draft. You gave them DJ Moore. You obviously gave them this year's first. Uh I know hindsight's always twenty twenty, and DJ Moore is just, you know, vibing, knowing he'll be playing with the number one overall pick next year, whether that be Caleb Williams or whether that be another piece of the offense, or Chicago even trades that pick uh, to get more, more compensation. We don't know how that plays out, but, man, if you're watching Bryce Young play, and he, he had a really good game against Green Bay, He's led two game-winning drives in the fourth quarter with no time left, okay? Getting his team down the field to kick a game-win field goal. Uh, Like, this has happened for the Carolina Panthers. But then, you, like you said, you follow that up with going to Jacksonville and throwing for 112 yards. There's a lot of backup quarterbacks who could throw for 112 yards in this league, and – Right now, it's number one overall pick, Bryce Young, who's supposed to be your future of the franchise. Uh, Shan, it's really, really tough to look at this and have optimism as a Panthers fan. But if you were to shed some light on, is this gloom and doom that the Panthers trade away DJ Moore, trade away Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers, 
and they could have had the number one overall pick this year, which could have been spent on Caleb Williams. Like, there's so many, like, what-ifs and hypotheticals um, we can play with here on the show that we obviously don't have all the time in the world for. <laughs> like, what what do you make of this? What I make of it as is I don't care what quarterback you put in that offense that Carolina had. They were not going to do well. I know that there are people out there saying that Bryce Young was not the pick. Bryce Young is too short. Bryce Young was not good enough. Listen, C.J. Stroud would have been having the same problems with the same offense. Uh, Will Levis would have been having the same problems with this offense. Joe Flacco, um, Aiden McConnell, Name any of the quarterbacks that were second stringers that did not play this year or had limited experience or were rookies this year. You put them on that offense, I guarantee you they would have the same results that Bryce Young is having. So I'm going to leave that alone, especially this year, because we can't really say it. Bryce's uh, career has only been one year. We don't know what he can do. We don't know what he's capable of. We've seen a little bit of it. But until he gets pieces, it's not going to help. And speaking of pieces, Carolina's really going to have to settle for some pieces that might not be so great considering the fact that there's no first-round pick. There's no Christian McCaffrey. There's no D.J. Moore. I don't know how true it was when D.J. Moore smiled and and thanked Carolina for giving uh, Chicago the the number one overall pick. I don't know how true that was. You know, social media sometimes with some of their stuff. But – I wouldn't be surprised if he was happy uh, happy, or if he was smiling because Chicago's going to get a pick given to them. Chicago didn't have a great season, but they had a better season than Carolina did. Let's just leave it at that. And they played in a tougher division than Carolina did. So I can understand why Chicago was taking a fall like they have been. So it's it just goes to show you, you know, if Ryan were here, Ryan said it best, mortgaging the farm away. Chris McCaffrey going to the 49ers. Appreciate that, though. And also, Steve Wilkes, once again, should have been coaching the spot, this squad. Appreciate it again. Then DJ Moore, who was your deep threat, your number one receiver. You get rid of him. You do a Houston Texans like they did D-Hop and get rid of, uh, get rid of Hopkins, trade that man to Arizona, and pretty much tell D-Watt, hey, dude, Get us to uh, the promised land like you did beforehand. What is he going to do? So you basically give a rookie quarterback hardly any team or a bare bones team with a coach that got fired beforehand and you expect some type of result or some type of positive result or some type of winning season. That's hard to do. That's moving mountains. And that's basically what Carolina's – that's what their season was this year, moving a mountain. Yeah, it's it's really hard to decide if a player is a boom or a bust in, mm-hmm. you know, his rookie year. I'm going to throw up some stats here on uh, the bottom ticker. If you're subscribed to the Tobacco Road Sports Rays YouTube channel, you can, you know, watch it on the screen uh also shannon and i are pulling double duty this week as well <laughs> because today mart the return of the drop the mic wrestling podcast uh so you can go watch and subscribe there as well um 
I'm going to throw up some stats here from somebody's rookie season, okay? And I want you to guess who it is and if you would be confident in that person being your franchise quarterback, okay? And for those listening on the audio to the Fans First Sports Network as well, uh, we're going to read off these stats for you. Uh, this player had a 3-13 and record. He had 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, and threw for 59.6% in his rookie season. Okay? I, 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 want, I want Shannon to answer if he thinks this is a franchise quarterback. Grant, it was his rookie year. And what you make of this rookie year and these statistics. Well, and guess I'll, who it is? Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but I'll go a little further with that. First of all, I'll make of this young man's rookie year. I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but hopefully I'm not wrong and don't make a fool of myself in front of the viewing public. But let's see. Um, I'm thinking that this young man is taller and bigger weight-wise than Bryce Young is, right? Well, that's not saying much, but sure. <laughs> this uh, young man wore a different shade of blue than Bryce Young, right? Was it a shade of blue? Is it a shade of blue? I mean, maybe? Where are you going with this? Um, I'm, It's not Peyton Manning. I don't think it is not Peyton Manning. Not Peyton it Manning is not Peyton Manning. That's who I was thinking, you know, the obvious pick was going to be because, you know, they always bring up Peyton Manning's rookie year and how he fell on his face in Indianapolis. It's definitely not Russ. Mm. Can Ru you give me Russ cooked? Uh, <laughs> can you give me a year? Well, this guy is a year. I, I can tell you this like person is currently playing. In oh. the NFL right now. Currently playing. Ooh. Ooh. Currently playing in the NFL right now. That, that is your closest hint that you can get. Currently playing. Mm. Just look at the stats on the screen. Okay. Three and so 13 record, 12, 12 touchdowns, touch 17 interceptions. 17. Okay. Is it, is it Dak Prescott? It is not Dak Prescott. That Ooh. had a good rookie year. Oh, I know. I figured that. I was. I was thinking it wasn't that. Bro. God Almighty! Whoa, I was way off. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's currently playing. Can you like what was the what was the rookie year? What was the rookie year? Do you can can you do that? The rookie year what? would give it away. But oh, the rookie year. If you're look, if you're looking at the screen right now, you have a major hint right in front of you. As you 17. look at the stats, one point four. It wasn't Kyler Murray. Can't be it wasn't Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Um, it ain't your boy Baker Mayfield. So <laughs> it's not Baker Mayfield. Uh, Shannon, I this quarterback, this quarterback, played for a team that the Panthers have played this season. Just he wasn't on the field when they played him. Ooh. Wow. This is referring to the number one overall pick 
just Trevor a few Lawrence. years ago. Was Trevor Lawrence by the Jacksonville Jaguars? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor okay, Lawrence. Lawrence. And you know the verdict okay. is still out. The, Trevor Lawrence. The verdict is still out, though. The no, it's is, not. No, the verdict is no, out. No, it's not. The verdict is out is because he's playing in a garbage conference. Is what it is. And look what uh, Bryce Young has got. He played in a garbage conference. Look what's going on with him. The AFC South is worse. I'm not, I wouldn't say worse, but they're along the same level as the NFC South. Like the NFC South and the, and the AFC South are kind of like they're in the same league. They're in the same ball okay. field because the Saints, I, the Bucks, and the Falcons are basically like Jacksonville, Houston, and who was the other one? Just left my head. Crap. I just left my head. Tennessee. They're 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 like they're close to them basically. Well, Tennessee's mathematically out. Tennessee is out, so they're like Houston, Jacksonville, and Indianapolis. Uh, yeah, that's basically how yeah. they are. I would agree with that. There, there's, there's a comparison there. Also, three teams from both divisions are competing for the division yeah. title this week. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll we'll do a quick preview on the NFC South here, but yeah. Trevor Lawrence, 3 of 13 his rookie year, 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, 59.6% completion percentage. And then we look at player B, 2 and 14, 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, identical completion percentage. And if you're asking yourself who this rookie quarterback could be, he has one more game left. He has one more game to earn another win, throw a few more touchdowns, throw for more than 112 yards than he did last week. This player is player B. This guy is player Bryce Young. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Like, if you look at these stats, they're close. Bryce Young has one less win. Wow. Bryce Young has one less touchdown with a game to go. And he had seven less interceptions than Trevor Lawrence. So I beg of people. I had to put Shannon through the torture rack a couple minutes <laughs> as he wrestled with who that player could be. Oh, um, man. <laughs> but I beg people, do not throw away this Bryce Young kid who could actually be your future. Okay? If Peyton Manning struggled, Peyton threw 28 interceptions his rookie year. Trevor Lawrence, very similar stats to Bryce Young. Both of them are considered franchise quarterbacks at one point top three to five at their position. You also got to look at it too, though. Trevor Lawrence also lost his coach halfway through the year as well, too. Well, more than halfway through the year, but the only difference is is Urban Meyer was doing stuff he wasn't supposed to be doing. You know, Frank Reich was just losing. Urban Meyer was just being a dummy. So let, let's just leave it at that. You know, you're getting in some trouble in Jacksonville, apparently. So, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's another thing, though, for real, because like Trevor Lawrence had to go through that because the front office had to go through stuff because, uh, because um, Urban Meyer had was in the front office as well, too. They pretty much gave the team to Urban Meyer and he just fumbled it like badly. And so he left Trevor Lawrence basically on an island. Because not only was his team not so great, but he had a very bad situation with Urban Meyer being foolish like he was. So it wasn't fair to him, too. So he had some trouble as well. Yeah, it was 
wow, how to fumble the bag that hard if you're Urban Meyer. One of the Absolutely. best college football minds and getting a shot in the NFL just to, you know, waste it away. But I enjoy watching his analysis on TV. Um, oh, yeah. We got a few. We got a few more minutes left of the show. Again, you can subscribe to the Tobacco Road Sports Radio YouTube channel. Watch me and Shannon on Drop the Mic as well. And by the time this is playing, we also announced that Desmond Johnson, the producer of Tobacco Road, finally made his Drop the Mic appearance. But we we got to talk real quick about these Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming to town to Carolina, to Charlotte, North Carolina, Bank of America Stadium and playing the Panthers. This is at the same time the Falcons are playing the Saints. The NFL released that Week 18 schedule this week. And the idea is if Tampa Bay beats Carolina, they win the division. If Tampa does not beat Carolina, the winner of the Falcons and the Saints will win the NFC South. Um, Before we get into who you think wins the NFC South, it might be a spoiler alert right here. What are you looking forward to in this Buccaneers and Panthers matchup and Carolina's last chance to show what they're made of before the front office starts making decisions in this offseason? The biggest uh, highlight to me is if Baker's going to choke or not. That's the biggest highlight for me. You know, if if Baker blows it, if Baker blows it in Charlotte, how funny would that be if he just basically just beats Baker from last year and blows the game? So that's what I'm looking at the most. I'm not really looking at strategy. Well, I am sort of, but I think to me the biggest spot is if Baker blows it or not. Mm, that would be humiliating if you're <laughs> Baker Mayfield coming to the team. <laughs> It would like, be funny. You, you have to. It would, <laughs> and and I don't, I don't like Baker Mayfield, but I appreciate <laughs> that he's matured. He's matured. Like last year, when Panther fans were super excited about getting him from Cleveland and like right. tr- already trying to crown him king, I'm like, guys, this guy's not <laughs> mature enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And then after Carolina, it changed him as a person, and now Baker's yeah. like actually leading a team and taking his job seriously because he's like, oh, this is my third team in as many years. I actually need to play good or decent. (laughs) And I will say this. uh, It's – I want to pick Tampa to win this game. Um, Shane, I'll get your prediction here. But Carolina notably has two wins this year. And it's always been when they had something to prove. The first win was against Houston and C.J. Stroud. You had to prove that Bryce Young was the better pick over C.J. Stroud. Okay? Secondly, you beat the Falcons a couple weeks ago. Your division rival, perhaps Carolina's biggest rival right now, is the Atlanta Falcons. You had to beat them. Now you have your last game, your last division rival. You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and – starting quarterback from last year, Baker Mayfield, coming back to Bank of America Stadium. Shannon, I w- you know what? Let, let me hear your prediction before I give mine because I keep going back and forth on who could actually win this game because Caroline's defense is actually praying pretty solid. 
Yes. I mean, their defense has been what's kept them in any game that they've had a chance in all year. Their defense has played very well. It's just it's, they've been left on an island. But, okay, now to the prediction here. I ain't going to take up too much time. I know I have most of this uh, show. But I will say this. I think my slap Dave Tepper in the face tour is going to continue because I'm hoping that my 49ers win the Super Bowl this year and be a big slap in his face for the CMC thing and the Steve Wilkes thing. So I think the slap in the face of Dave Tepper is going to begin with Baker Mayfield winning this game. However, it's not going to be an easy win. I think they go in overtime. And then they break the hearts of us Panther fans of Panther Nation. And Baker Mayfield clips us, sadly. So, But it's going to be a nail-biter and it's going to be an overtime, I believe. So in our question of who wins the NFC South, if Tampa wins, they win the division. And that's going to be that's even, the case. That's going to be even more because it was a nail biter of a game and it was for the division and the marbles and the marbles go to Baker and the Buccaneers. And yeah, and all season begins. So I'm really, ah, this is, this is a tough prediction to make on the spot because then the day, like Tampa's favored five and a half points. I mm-hmm. think they could win the division. I think of all the NFC South teams, I think they deserve to win the division more. Yeah, and they obviously have the easier competition in Carolina this week. But from the start of the year, I said look out for this team to win the NFC South. And even after an abysmal, abysmal coaching performance by Arthur Smith, especially especially with his usage or lack thereof of your number one overall pick, Bijan Robinson. And what? who's what? that quarterback? Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke. I don't know. <laughs> Give me Carolina winning the final game of the year. Upsetting Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. And then Atlanta goes in to New Orleans and beats the Saints, and the Falcons win the division at <laughs> eight and nine. That's uh, going to be as crazy uh, of an ending to this NFC South uh, that uh, you can get. And speaking of ending, uh, we're wrapping up on time. Um, Shannon, hey, do you have any parting words to anyone here? listening in the cat cave before we exit until next week. This is our last cat cave before the regular season comes to a close. I just want to say, I thank you for having me on the cat cave. I appreciate you guys being generous. You and Ryan both. Thank you for your time. Thank you for allowing me to be here. I had a lot of fun. Let's just hope this next time around, we can have a winning season. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. And uh, you can subscribe to the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel. You can check all of our episodes on the archive at the Fans First Sports Network. And, of course, Drop the Mic is back with the guy you see on screen, Shannon. We got Desmond Johnson. We got Nate Warden. We got Mike Mealy from the Mouth Off with Mike Wrestling Podcast. It's a big day on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. I'm super excited uh, to be back on Tobacco Road. And until next week, adios. Exit the Cat Cave, but you can listen to more content by us on the Tobacco Road Sports Raiders YouTube channel 
more Carolina-centric podcasts on the Keep Pound Podcast Network, all powered by the Fans First Sports Network. We will see you all next week in the cat.